guys welcome to money mondays with miss fazzo the first episode of 2019 and today i thought i would start the money monday series for 2019 with an interesting topic that i feel like i really need to address because it's been boiling within the core of my actual being so i thought i'm just going to talk about this this topic that we will be addressing today is the beautiful topic of lifestyle inflation and i'm going to title this the silent beasts come on somebody that's a word for somebody but anyways Today we will be talking about lifestyle inflation, what it is, how to tell if you're in it, and a bit of the strategies that you can implement just to avoid having lifestyle inflation. So let's get right into this. Want it, she can get it. Ain't no question if she want it, she can get it. Ain't no question if she want it, she can get it. Ain't no question if she want it, she can get it. So for those of you who don't know what I mean by lifestyle inflation, I've tried to come up with a couple of sentences that might describe what it is. I did a lot of research from a bunch of different blogs and books on what the general explanations of what lifestyle inflation was, and this was basically the summary of what it was that I got. It says that lifestyle inflation refers to an increase in spending when income goes up. Lifestyle inflation tends to continue each time someone gets a raise, making it perpetually difficult to get out of debt, to save for retirement, or meeting other big picture financial goals. Lifestyle inflation is what causes people to get stuck in the rut race of working just to pay off their bills. So, I think I'm going to maybe give you an example of something that would constitute to lifestyle inflation. I'll give an example of my own life because I feel like that's the best way to describe it. A couple of years ago, I got my first job at Best Buy. I was doing customer service and I was getting a salary for the first time ever. I was getting a little bit above minimum wage and every 2 weeks I got a paycheck that basically gave me enough to cover all my bills and expenses and a little bit extra after that. The first couple of maybe months, maybe the first 3 months it covered everything. And then in the first quarter I got a raise and I felt like, yo, I'm making a lot of money. I deserve to spoil myself. So I got a car and started going on an increased number of shopping sprees. And when I say an increased number of shopping sprees, I'm talking about every day after work, I'll just go and window shop, but accidentally leave with like three bags of stuff. And the thing is, under normal circumstances, I didn't really need those things. Until today, y'all, I have stuff with tags on it. So that tells you a lot about my spending habits at the time. But I digress. But what ended up happening is that at the end of every month, I was basically struggling to even get to the end of the month. So have you ever had a situation where your paycheck is coming in like a day or two and you literally have zero in your bank account? Like, I mean, you have no thing, baby girl, like nothing. I was getting to that point where every single 
end of the paycheck season when a new one is rolling in, I literally was looking at it like, I wonder how much I'm getting in this paycheck because a girl got to eat. Okay. And when I got my next increase in my paycheck, it just seemed to carry on. And when I sat down and I really started looking into this idea of lifestyle inflation, I realized that every single time I got a raise, I almost justified spending more because I had more income. But what ended up happening was that with that increase in spending that I'd gotten from an increase in income, I ended up just staying in the same level. So instead of saving more money because I was making more money, I ended up just either scraping to make it to the next month or being in debt because I had a credit card and I didn't have any more money left, but I had bills and expenses that still needed to get paid. And I'm not suggesting that that's how people should do their things but I'm just being transparent so that maybe you can understand a little bit about what lifestyle inflation is so basically what I'm saying is I got I, I was getting so basically what I'm saying is that I was getting an increase in income from just having a dependency on pocket money to having pocket money as well as a salary and that kind of hyped me up to go on extra shopping sprees and add more expenses than I needed to go through. So with that story, maybe I'm just going to go into what are some telltale signs that might show that you might be facing this problem of lifestyle inflation. The first one would be that you're getting paid more money, but you're still living paycheck to paycheck. So like me, in this example, you are basically earning more money. At that point, I was probably earning about $600 more income than I had been previously, but I was basically still trying to make ends meet at the end of the two-week or one-month period. And that should make, that doesn't make sense, okay? It doesn't make sense. Then the second one is that um, you're only able to pay off minimum payments on things like credit card bills because you literally do not have money left behind from your paycheck, okay? And another one is that you've gotten a pay increase and you started working at a better job, so you decide to upgrade your lifestyle, okay? I want you to just think about this by yourself and let me just let me know in the comments if you're feeling brave, but I want you to do some, you know, self-evaluation. How many of us have ever gotten a raise or you've gotten um, an increase in your income and the first thing you do is buy an expensive car on finance you don't even buy it up like upright you buy it on finance or you go and you treat yourself to a new apartment or you treat yourself to like um a pair of like really really expensive shoes or i'll give an example of a lot of university students i right now live in an apartment with two other girls but let's say i graduate and i have my first job what a lot of people end up doing is that they move out of their apartment their shared apartment and move into a single one-bedroom apartment because they can afford it but what ends up happening is that any income that would have been extra income then goes off to pay for that 
luxurious one bedroom basement apartment or that you know um I don't know that cute little one bedroom condo so no money you don't have so you don't have any money left behind at the end of that working season right so those are maybe a couple those are three telltale signs that you might be having the problem of lifestyle inflation and if you are listen there is nothing wrong with it now that you know we can find a way to do better an important thing that i feel like i do need to mention though is that there's nothing wrong with spending a little bit more money when you do start to earn a little bit more income i think in fact it's actually very very natural for us to want to spend a little bit more when we do earn more money um but i think the issue is not being aware of how much you're actually spending and i think this is a perfect segue into the last section of this uh topic and that is what are the ways we can um reverse or avoid lifestyle inflation the first thing i think we should do is to define your goals and your ideas of success i know for sure that my goal in the next 5 years is to buy an apartment by the time i graduate i want to work for maybe a couple maybe 2 years and buy an apartment for myself and that's a goal that i've set and i understand the why behind that goal so i know the direction and i understand the motivation behind that specific goal. So I've defined the goal for myself and I know what my idea of success is. I want you to remember that my definition of success and your definition of success would be different. But whatever your definition of success is and whatever goals you've set to be successful is what will remind you to wean things in when you're starting to want to chase the quote unquote the jones um the next thing though is that you need to create a budget and track your progress so what i've been doing for this specific one is i downloaded this app and this program called mint and basically it's an app that shows you every single debit credit card that you have prepaid whatever visa you name it you name it all of them <laughs> I'm so silly. You name it. All of those things it will track it down for you. And every month you can have an evaluation of how much you spent, how much you have, how much you saved, and you can set budgets. But what I will recommend is when you are setting a budget, be very realistic on what kind of budget you'll have. The problem I had when I was setting my budget the first time is I had a very idealistic budget. I said I wanted to buy groceries for $60 and best believe I can buy groceries for $60. But a girl was starving when she bought groceries for $60. And when I failed to keep that $60 limit, I would beat myself up about it all the time. And because I'm a stress shopper, that would lead me to shopping even more and then I'll go out of budget and I'll be like, "Well, I'm out of budget anyway, so I mean, maybe I'll go on budget next week." doesn't work like that okay so my recommendation is that you set an attainable and actually realistic budget and you can use an app like mint to help you 
with budgeting. The next thing that I'd like to talk about is that you should make gradual changes. I don't think there's anything wrong with buying a car or to move into a new apartment. Those are all absolutely good things to do but if they all happen at once you have that problem of having lifestyle inflation why don't you try to buy a car first buy a car second hand instead of financing a car and wait a couple of a month or two or a year to build out capital to buy a house instead of buying a house and financing a car and financing a TV and buying a new wardrobe and all of those things, start things step by step. So if you start with a new closet, don't finance a new closet, save up money and buy the new closet. If you then want to upgrade and say, oh, I want to buy a car, I'm sick and tired of using the bus or biking to work then you save up a little bit of money and you buy a secondhand car that's really really good and then you go from there and then after that you save up a little bit more money and you move into your one bedroom apartment and then after that you can save up a little more money and eventually buy a house but whatever you do you need to do it in steps and if I can recommend anything, try your best not to finance little things like clothing or TVs or things like that. Things that depreciate really quickly. You will hit yourself. Trust me. I might do another podcast on that, but trust me, you don't want to finance things like that. I understand we're in a culture right now that financing house with building credit, but there are other ways that you can build credit. And if you can avoid financing on things like cars and TVs and closets and uh, appliances and stuff like that, I would highly recommend that you just drop it and try again another time. The next thing I will recommend that you do is that you pay yourself first when that paycheck drops so let's say you've gotten an increase in income decide what percentage you are going to pay yourself with and for me I've set up an automated deposit system where as soon as my paycheck drops 10% goes into my investment account and 10% goes into my retirement fund and that's money that I don't even see has gone. It literally just auto automatically goes. But what happens there is that like right now, I don't have a job and I'm basically operating on savings and I have enough money saved to basically cover me for the next five or six months. But if I hadn't paid myself first, I wouldn't have money to sustain myself for those months, right? And I think I'm going to talk about savings and investments and all of that in another podcast. But for today, we'll just go with make sure you are paying yourself first. For me, it's 10% for investments and 10% for savings. But for you, you might want to save 15%. You might want to save 30%. You want, might want to save 100% of the bonus and Everything else just stays the same. You just make a decision based on your goals, on how much you want to save, but make sure you are paying yourself first. The last one is that you need to focus on valuable experiences over things. This might be different for other people, but for me, I feel like I would rather invest in a holiday to Israel, for example, 
where I can remember all these amazing memories and travel rather than buying a bag that I might not have two years from now. You get what I'm saying? So I think whenever you are planning on making a big purchase, instead of splurging all this money from your bonus on a new pair of shoes or a bag or a, a car, why not splurge on a holiday? Why not splurge on bettering your life in one way or the other? Why not come up with something like going on a two-day holiday to a beach somewhere and then the remainder of the money goes into an investment account and works for you? Whatever you do, make sure it's in alignment with whatever your goals are and what your definition of success is at the end of the day. And I hope that will reduce the effects of lifestyle inflation on you. And hopefully we can avoid having lifestyle inflation altogether. But I hope these tips were helpful for you. I Really appreciate you coming here and joining me for Money Mondays. I hope you have an awesome, awesome week. Give me your suggestions on the things you want us to talk about this year. I'm super excited. I will be posting bi-weekly every Monday. If you have any suggestions for topics, let me know and I'll see what I can do. If I can't answer it, I'm willing to find people who can answer it. Thank you so much. I want to just put a disclaimer out there. Everything I say does not constitute to actual financial like knowledge. This is just stuff I've done research on. And if you do need any financial advice, I would advise that you do see a financial advisor or someone who can help you further. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me or shoot me a DM in my Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, you name it, all of them things. And see you in two weeks. Thank you guys. Bye.